Hello and welcome back to the uh, Figcast Extra episode three. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How you doing, mate? Very good. A, a record-setting week for me, I think. You must be, you know, there must be erections everywhere. Oh, steady on. Yeah, well, it's Valentine's, so um, <laughs> maybe on the 14th. But there is there's optimism. We're coming at this, I think, from a positive standpoint. It's a little thing. We've always been positive, I find, on this podcast, even though we've handed out some, maybe some home truths or some criticism. And I think that's the part, that's the point, isn't it? We want to be objective mm, uh, mm. in what we deliver if we're going to do this on a weekly basis. But this week, there's been no announcements. I think the market has been... Very interesting in terms of watching where the money's gone, which we'll go into. Um, some of the moves, some of the rises, um, but very happy here as a kind of massive Sancho holder. Um, I, I bet you are. I bet you mm, are. And mm. uh, I mean, where where else can we start, really? Where else can we start, Panda? Because I think it, it just felt we were bubbling, weren't we, for a while with the, the mm, I, I guess, mm. quote unquote, top end. But... Yeah. It was him in particular that was bubbling more than the others, I suppose, considering, you know, the the Neymar kind of the, the little the little injury setback that he's had or not really even the injury setback, the little uh, kind of resting before the Champions League and so on and so forth. He's the one, Sancho, where he, he just felt like he was going to be the one that drags the index. Yeah, he did feel the one that was going to take us up that next stratosphere. Yeah, because Neymar had the untimely rib cartilage injury, didn't he? So he's just missed a couple of games in the league, and there's just, and then his sister's birthday is coming up, and he never seems to want to play around there. Um, so yeah, Sancho was the one, and it was bubbling. And I think it's worth mentioning that Football Index themselves have done an awesome job in terms of signups, like acquisition of um, signups through December and January. And for me, there was always you always get that tail effect in the sense that you know you get a new user sign up. I did the same. You throw some money in there. And six to eight weeks after that period, maybe longer, is when you've got a little bit of familiarity with the product and therefore you may choose to invest more. So he's had this, you know, news article release about the summer transfer. You've got a whole ho- a whole um, heap of new users that maybe are more familiar with the product, the mm. December signups. So it's kind of been a bit of a perfect storm. And the other little nuance is that the, the story from Sky Sports that mm. popped up on all of our phones broke just before the three three o'clock deadline yeah and that's that's an interesting thing for uh, peace for people we were talking about that weren't we i was yeah we were talking a group of us and i think someone said oh well you know what like is it worth selling because some of the spreads have have gotten pretty big recently i mean i remember talking to freund and sam about that i was like oh i'm not too Mm. sure you know players rising in price means that some of those stats are skewed but i was looking through my portfolio who i could sell because that's the obvious thing you do when you can't deposit i was just like who am I selling? And I just ended up selling the guys with the kind of five to 7% spreads. And I was like, am I going to make this back if I buy here? And I, it was very, it was very hard. You've got to be quick on your, you've got to be quick on your feet, haven't you? Because you're thinking, because he wasn't in a placed position for media buzz when the story broke, but it was before three o'clock and there was a lot of articles potentially to come that day. So you kind of are weighing up in your head. If I instant sell someone, you know, can I make the 3p back if he gets into second place on a media win? And is he going to win media tomorrow? So you're weighing up the pros and cons, aren't you, in the heat of the moment? Um, because there was a lot of instant selling going on and there was a lot of money that flew into Sancho pretty quickly after that um, pop-up 
from Sky mm. Sports. What, what did you make of it in... Because I think we're going to talk about Hakim Ziyech mm. anyway, but you you very rightly pointed out to me when we were texting that that it almost made it more... More of a, more than a storm in a teacup after it, the, the Ziyech thing came out and then the Sancho stuff started popping straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Because it just felt like... The papers had said Chelsea had a chance, you know, Operation Jaden, yeah, all I, that kind of stuff. Mm, and then Ziek yeah. comes out and the Sancho to Chelsea stuff stops for a bit. Yeah, because I sent you a, I sent you a message and said the percentage points of a Manchester United move are perhaps... Well, if they've moved by a couple of percentage points mm. because does this withdraw Chelsea from the running for him? Because you think he's going to be, you know, a big fee, over €100 million. Euros. And then all of a sudden the papers seem to put two and two together. Or oh, whether Sky Sports did. I mean, it was it was Sky Germany, wasn't it, that, that yeah. released it? I'm so, just, just looking at odds now, and I know they mean very little because they're moved by yeah, my money, but yes. United 6-4, to four, Liverpool 2s now, Chelsea are out mm. at 12s. Barcelona, mm. Bayern Munich, Madrid, Tottenham and Arsenal are all between 16 and 25s to 1. So mm. I, I guess Chelsea are still in the reckoning there, but, you know, a lot of people are thinking that, that that is where we'll see him, and I think the the whole former City player, etc. I think that there's there's not there's not too much going for them for him, is there, Panther? If he does make that move, what where to City to, to United? <laughs> I was being what, sarcastic. Sancho. Oh God, I was th- I was panicking then. I was thinking, what have I missed? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's plenty going for him. Even if he went to, I don't know, PSG is probably a rank outsider. Um, but the boy's different and he's got something about him. I mean, he's, went, he's gone over to Germany and he's torn up that league in back-to-back seasons. And so, you know, he wants Champions League football, I, I would think. He wants to be in a place where he can develop. Um, I think he's going to come back to England and I don't think it's City because of how he left under a bit of a cloud. So, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, who didn't spend last season, uh, wouldn't surprise me if they looked at him. Or Manchester United, obviously, is... Um, the front runners at the moment, but a bidding war would be good, wouldn't it? Let's face it. Let him focus on his football. Let him focus on the Euros, where he's actually not guaranteed a place. And then let's uh, let's see where the bidding war goes in the mm. media over the summer. But he's he, the sum of the numbers we see on him. And should I rattle off some stats? Go on, go on. So only only twelve teenagers have scored over two hundred in PB. He's done it six times. Yeah. So. Every time a teenager scores 200 plus on PB, the probability is that, you know, flip a coin, it might be Sancho. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, ridiculous. And then 250 plus, he's got he's got two scores over there, which is which is pretty silly, isn't it, for for someone his age? Yeah, uh, it's the age. Just jump in. It's the age, isn't it? Mm. I don't think people are saying he compares to Kevin De Bruyne PB wise, but Kevin De Bruyne is what 28. He's mm. a mature footballer. We're talking about a 19 year old in a, in a far really. better team, you'd say. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's so much to always talk about. But that's another. There was a nice stats bomb article this week around transfer players when they move to a better club with better teammates around them. Is there better output? Mm. So that ties in as well when you talk about Messi breaking through at Barcelona with good teammates around him. Well, Sancho's done it. You know, in arguably a weaker team, and his numbers are. It's sickening. But anyway, carry on with... Got, you were just talking about 250 scores, PB. 22 goals and 17 league appearances uh, this season. 22 goal contributions, rather. 11 goals, 11 assists. Twice as many as any other teenager in the top five European leagues. I believe second is Kulisevsky, I think. Yes. I think he's yes. second. Yes, uh, I think so he is too. 26 uh, goal contributions 
in yeah. 19 games. So this, yeah. these are the updated stats. The next highest is 12. Again, Kulisevsky. Um, he's overall... Uh, I think overall, he's the joint second in all of Europe for goal contributions. And for non-penalty penalty goal contributions, he's, f- he's first. Outrank first. Um, mm. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's mind-boggling, It's honestly it? mind-boggling. And... It- I've got no shame in admitting that when I joined the platform in the summer of 2018, I could not fathom why Sancho was as expensive as Sterling. I think they were similar price back then. Um, and it's, it's a good lesson for people because, you know, I was on the timeline probably saying, why is he the same price? You know, Sterling's better, blah, blah, blah. And I went away and I watched a good lot of games of Dortmund. And I don't think people always that provide opinions have seen Sancho. I would estimate maybe 30 to 40% of the timeline, judging from my friends anyway, have actually seen Jaden Sancho over a 10 or 15 game span in the Bundesliga. And I, so I went away and watched him a lot. I lent a lot on Sam Richards and PB man. So we've got to give those two credit. I think mm. they were kind of out there alone as the sort of sole voices talking about how good this 18 year old kid was. Mm. And I didn't see it, but I went away, watched him, watched him, watched him, and obviously ended up buying 19,500 shares. <laughs> And it's a lesson, isn't it? Not You don't have to always pick someone at the very bottom. Mm. You don't have to be stubborn. There's money to be made on Football Index, but it's a case of, I think, applying yourself and watching mm. the football as much as with the data and trying to learn. Because chances are, if a lot of vocal minds um, are out there on the platform talking about, oh, they bought this player, they bought this teenager, this kid, rather than instantly just dismiss because he affects your hold, well, go and watch him over 10 and 15 games and then come back and have a constructive debate. Mm. I think there's just too much of this shooting people's prices down all the time and some saltiness. So Sancho is a good lesson. You know, I didn't see it, but I went away, knuckled down and watched him and it was clear to me. And the numbers you're reading off, it didn't surprise me at all. I've got one more. Uh, Club goals and assists in first team football by the age of 19. Sancho 34, Messi 33. Ronaldo 10. So, I mean... So he, he's ahead of Messi and Ronaldo at this age. Yeah. we haven't In terms se- of goal production. Essentially, we haven't yeah. seen... He is putting up, output-wise, better numbers than both of them. And yes. look, you know, the, the caveat is here that I don't think that Sancho is going to be as good as Messi. I don't no. think he's going to be as good as Ronaldo. No. However, the numbers are there. They are staggering. Um, there is definitely a case to be made. He is... Uh, one of the you know he's probably one of the best english teenagers ever i think it'd yeah, be a very so. easy to make that call you know rooney yeah. owen robbie yeah. fowler yeah. owen's goals owen's goal scoring numbers are off the charts yeah so so yeah. i mean it's 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 so hard to compare him to anyone because he is also quite a unique footballer i'd say Jaden sancho but in terms of what we're seeing output yeah. wise what we've yeah. seen on on twitter i i think i think for for fi wise I've I've talked a lot about recently. I think in the last twelve months, I've been very happy to say to someone if I don't have an informed informed opinion, like look, honestly, I haven't seen enough of him, or I haven't really looked into that player. Like, yeah, it's and it's just such a simple thing to do. Like I would trust that someone who's watched a lot more of him and has more data on him, both in the watching and the the actual numbers, yeah, yeah, has probably, yeah, yeah. probably got a better informed decision. Yeah. And yeah, take it and watch yourself. And it's good for the platform. I don't think we can get away from that. I think it's exciting. I think if you've got someone up there pushing £9, £10, £11, all of a sudden, you know, a £1.20 starlet 
uh, maybe a lesser known club, you're thinking, wow, if he hits it off, look what he can aim for. You know, I can 10 times my money. And that's quite attractive, I think, for that area of the market. So I, th I think it's healthy all round. So I don't really understand the, the negativity around it. Um, I think it's good for Football Index. It's good for the platform. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a very exciting week in that regard. Mm. And, uh, I mean, do, do we need to touch on Ziyech anymore? Or... Well, what, what about the Manchester United effect, interestingly? Yeah. There were some interesting yeah, we comments around... That, yeah, yeah. And I, I looked at some data and I can link it to the podcast, but obviously Manchester United have won the most media buzz over the last year to 18 months. Mm -hmm. Liverpool come in second place. Now, obviously United factor, don't they, in the scoring matrix, the algorithm? Um, I think they get a bonus of... Ooh, 20. Don't want to guess the United. number wrong. Is it it's 20? 20 yeah. Okay, fine. But let's not forget, they are the biggest club in England and mm. the most written about and the press love them and they fill up back pages and people buy papers because we talk about Manchester United a lot. So um, I think you're always going to have that. And I think the Manchester United effect is real. And as much as we maybe don't want to admit it, Manchester City, and sorry for those fans you know, that are listening, they just aren't as big and they don't sell as many papers. And I don't think they are in the media spotlight. They're growing, sure they are. Pep's come along and obviously Pellegrini. And it takes time though, doesn't it? it? It does, it does. So you can't compare it at the moment. The media profile of Manchester United and the buzz that comes with that club is the largest in England. So yeah, you, you move there and there is a premium attached. But, but they're just out on their own in terms of like, they, they were the first club in England, I think, to have their in own in-house digital media team. Like, they, they know what they're doing at United from a brand standpoint. I mean, you can From talk, a brand standpoint. Oh, you, not can, <laughs> you can talk about their, their problems off, on yeah, the pitch, yeah, off yeah. the pitch, but yeah, like in terms yeah. of what they've done as a brand in the last mm. 20 or so years, conquering the Asian market with the likes of Jisung Park and yep. um, really hammering down on the media. You remember when, you know, when Lukaku joined United, right it was it was just madness wasn't it they, they managed to keep it under wraps the the media about it was like him and pogba by the pool like you know all the all this kind of crazy and it was just it was just mental like there's there's no other club who has that kind of same impact from a media standpoint there's not there's in, not so I, i'd argue uh, in, in the world but definitely in england definitely in england and i'd probably argue the world but yeah we can save that for another day. But so, yeah, the, the Manchester United effect is real. Um, it is real. We may be in an interesting position in the summer if they manage to somehow keep Pogba, which I don't believe. Bruno Fernandes is there. Um, maybe they bring in, I don't know, pulling a Grealish or a Moussa Dembele. Who they I need a few strikers, don't they? Yeah, Moussa Dembele, I think, at Leon's got a strong chance of going there. Um, I don't know if he's that good. That's the only thing. He's got good think... numbers. He's got good numbers. I don't... I... Uh, the eye test for me at the moment, I'm not too sure about him. That's quite topical, though, you know, Fig, in terms of... Because Dem Dembele was a big riser this week, and mm. I wasn't actually on him. And it's another time where you look at the rise, you probably go... You don't just instantly buy and try and jump on it. Well, I don't. I went away and had a look, well, why has Moussa Dembele risen? And then I looked at the comments from the president. Mm. Um, I think he said... He's a nutter, isn't he, Aulas? He's, he, oh, he's an insane Aulas. man. He said, we already have a certain number of offers for our players uh, for summer. We sell the players who want to leave to where they want to go. That translation grammatically maybe isn't great, but yeah, it's clearly open to offers. Um, and I kind of was thinking Dembele, he's got the physical profile for the Premier League. You know, he's got the links to British football with Fulham well, he's played, Celtic. He's played in England, yeah. Fulham Celtic, multiple top six clubs, one percent centre forward. So that rise, I felt, made a little bit of sense this week. 
Some, a lot of the rises have, you know, but uh, that's a good example where you're not on a player, you see a rise. Just do a little bit of research and see if you can understand why it's really... That's, that's even if you don't decide to buy and even if you decide to sell, yeah. like it's, I mean, as in even if you don't decide to get involved rather, I think it's super important to do that. Um, mm. and, and yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a crazy couple of days. I mean, you know, this, mm. the stars are aligning, aren't they, Panda? The first, we had the first two weeks, it was the announcement. This week is obviously the biggest kind of flurry of money mm. into the index and kind of like upward into the index, if that makes sense. The biggest rise as we've seen for, for this year, definitely. So it's, yeah. uh, we, we've been blessed, haven't we? Yeah, we've been blessed. And obviously, I guess the other club, we, we spoke a little bit about Manchester United there. Maybe we should move on to Chelsea. Mm. And your Ziyech. thoughts. Yeah, tell me your thoughts then. So ZH rose from £2.18, ish, I believe, to £3. Where, where do you stand on, on that and him? Do you mean in terms of him as a signing for Chelsea or as yeah, a him FI? as a signing of him? Well, both. Him as a signing for Chelsea footballing-wise briefly and then... You know where you are with his price, and do you own him? Or well, we maybe you don't need to disclose that. <laughs> I won't disclose. Uh, mm. His price is an interesting one to me. It's he's not the youngest, is he? So you, you want you'd want him to to cut. He's born in '93, so March '93. So next month he's going to be 27. So he's not a uh, he's not spring chicken. He's not old though. So I mm. think there's the, the player that instantly jumped into my mind, and I think I probably jumped the gun when I when I talked about him, is Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, I, I think I remember we having this conversation. I think I think someone probably beat me in an argument about it in a bit of a debate because they were like, "Well, actually, Mahrez is 29 soon, and mm. uh, he's not got that kind of like new signing hotness heat about him. Mm. He will pr- he's probably going to get rotated more than Ziyech." Um, but then I, I kind of look like it, it. it's also dependent on, you know, if Willian and Pedro leave, then you've got him, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic mm. for those mm. wing spots, right? Yep. And then you've got Mount who can kind of play out there as well. So mm. y- you'd think that if one of those two older ones stayed, I don't know if we'll see any more wingers at Chelsea. Like, I, I think if Willian signed a new contract tomorrow, do you think they'd be out the Sancho race? Potentially, I think a lot depends on what they think about Hudson Odoi. Yeah, and some of the so whispers true. I've heard in the background around his recovery, his strength in each leg. I think there's, you know, Lampard seems rep- to like him though. I'm not too sure he about does. him myself, but Lampard seems to like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends, but they probably would be out of the race. Mm. Um, I like, yeah, I like Ziyech. He's and, a good uh, player though, isn't he? I thought, I think I saw a stat which I thought was was crazy for a winger, and I don't. Know, I mean, someone, someone more stat literate might think this isn't yeah. that big a deal, but I thought, I think I saw. It was eight point six touches in the box per ninety minutes? I didn't see that, but it was a it was a stats. I bomb. didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know he entered the box that much. And I know his his shot map is quite entertaining. If people want to bring that up, he does like a shot, especially from the central positions. Um, he's attacking three point three shots per three. Okay, and look at the map of where the locations. Yeah, the it's are insane. Coming from. They're everywhere. A lot centrally. They're everywhere. They're so you almost just shoot everywhere. on sight. Yeah, um, attacking output huge, obviously in the Eredivisie, no doubt about that, mm. and. He's backed it up, I think, in the Champions League, which is obviously a big, well, a positive indicator for how he's going to settle. But I, um, he, you know, he signed a contract extension. I had Ziyech in a list to buy in April, May, and I missed the news that broke. So I was a bit annoyed about that. But he, um, he signed a contract extension, didn't he, at Ajax, which scared a few people off. But yeah. that was very much a cosmetic extension. So that removed the low buyout clause um, and it added a year on. So I think it was to protect Ajax. So this move 
was on the cards. Um, I missed it. I haven't bought, but excellent to people that have. Yeah, fair play. fair play. And I I may consider buying at £3. It'll be interesting to see how he maps Pulisic, because Pulisic was a January signing, wasn't he? Mm. So whether the gloss and people get a bit bored in April and he dips a little bit and then comes back in pre-season, maybe it's dependent on how Ajax get on in the Europa League. Um, a very interesting price and signing. Um, one I'm looking forward to seeing next year in England. Decent, decent business though 33 million i mean very good do you know what that's the other thing that confused me why did it why was it announced on the 12th or 11th of feb you know if you've got the legal teams working all of january you just wonder i don't know why they couldn't get this done before the transfer deadline i, ge- I genuinely it has to do place. something to do with the sancho stuff that's come out like it, it's yeah. got to it, it's got to be yeah. like a lot of very well old clubs because they need yeah will go out and they'll have their main target and then they'll you know they'll have a backup a joker in the in the pocket in case you know they'll feel out a few agents be like look you know let's be totally honest we're going for this player but if we don't get him we're going for your boy and i I just think grease a couple palms give us the first option refusal and it just it just happened in a click of your fingers didn't it but i I do go on sorry yeah i know i'm just gonna say but i i I read bits that they were working on it a lot of january and Mm. even from mid-december and i just don't know why they couldn't get that sorted and get him in for the for the kind of final push of the season. I guess Ajax might be digging their heels in because obviously they want him for the Europa League run, don't they? So, But you might be interesting why it was an odd one, why it was announced 11 days or 12 days after the window closed. Mm. Um, be interesting also, if, quick... uh, if they get quite far in the in the European competition, right? Yeah, it will be. There's just lots, lots of um, variables and around that price and mm. where it might go. A shout-out as well. I've made a note here. Danilo, who... Uh, Traded that pretty well, kept a cash balance, and you can look at his tweet and uh, managed to get ZH pretty close to when they announced it. I think sold him close to three pounds. So quite a good example of keeping a cash balance. Yeah, let me have a look here. Let me traded that very nicely. Oh yeah, fair play. I'm going to give that a like. Yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. I thought that was a good example. Just stand and applaud, right? Well, it's how to utilise cash balances, and we spoke about that last week, didn't we? Mm. Around there seems to be a lot of people holding cash back, and that's probably a prime example of why why you may want to mm. um, if you can get to news quickly of a transfer breaking. But you know what? We've just spoken about wingers and Chelsea for ages. We haven't talked about mm. uh, Jeremy Boga. Ah, my trade of the year so far. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a very interesting contract situation. I I um, don't like these. No, I don't, I don't. I think there's always something dodgy about this. Do you know what? Right, Chelsea are so far ahead in terms of the old like youth farming out and making loads of money from them. It, and and there's that also that Ishmael Benacer Arsenal whiff about it. Do, do, do you think? I think he's got more chance of going back to Chelsea than Benacer does. But and, and he mm. looks a player. To be fair, he looks a good player. His, his form has picked up, he hasn't it? In the last player. six weeks, dribbling is exceptional. Oh, Couple of goals shooting have been is, like his shooting is Yeah. There's the buyback clause here that I'm reading of around thirteen million pounds. Mm. Uh, we may want to confirm that number. But it looks like Chelsea have an option to bring him back if they want to. And then they can either kick the tires on him and have a look, or they can sell him on for a profit to Napoli or one of the big clubs in Serie A. Is it is it Milan? Is it Milan and Milan, Napoli? Napoli. I, yeah, Milan, Napoli. Um, How much do you think they'd be able to... They could fetch about 30-odd million from, couldn't they? Maybe more? 40 million euros? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, you know, they're buying back for 13 and a half, selling for 40. That's, uh, well, that's a net gain, isn't it? Either way, Healthy. I suppose you're right. There's a... Uh, 
There's a story there, isn't there? There's a story there, and I don't think it was being picked up enough in the community. But I think now, with the performances, the upturn of Boga, I think he's now catching people's attention. Um, so that's another interesting one. We talk about the wing forward position at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean... if How he, does Boga fit in there? Yeah, if he went back... <laughs> if he went back... I mean, we talked about this, didn't we? We were like, if the uh, Ziyech thing to Chelsea meant that there was a bit of percent, couple percentage notches up to him going more likely to go to United than Chelsea then Boga going there would definitely, you know, it would definitely make those percentage notches probably go up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the beauty of football index, though, isn't it? There's so many moving pieces, almost on a daily basis, that prices are very rarely static. <laughs> yeah, so true. What do you, There's what always do you, a lot to think about. Uh, mm. You know, I, I recorded with Don and... Uh, and oh, my, and, my, old, my, my old mate Don. Your, your old sparring partner and Sacred... Uh, mm. both very good chaps but you know Don yeah. was Don was talking about uh, you and Sancho and this was Tuesday obviously and he was like you know just not my kind of style big big risk high rewards fair play to him blah 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 mm. and I was as soon as it happened that's the first thing I thought of but what we did discuss around that was kind of the fickle nature of FI I mean we had people saying that we wouldn't see a £10 a, a player for ages like for 9 months 12 months 18 months some of the people yeah. were saying at the back end of 2019 I was like I just, I didn't think people were factored in this dividend increase properly. And we're still not seeing it, right? No. We still are. And we we may not have had the candidate to lead us to the £10 mark. I mean, I've been a little bit vocal on the media overhaul that I want to see um, and the opening up to the squad and the damage that's had on the top end. But if you think about it, Salah's kind of dropped off a cliff media-wise. The, the journalists don't seem to want to write about him. Pogba's been injured a lot, has disappeared to uh, Real Madrid. So we don't really have that global superstar, do we, operating in England? Um, we do glo- we, we do in terms of La Liga and Serie A. We've got Ronaldo and Messi, but look, they're at the back end of their careers. So who was going to be that guy to take us to the £10, £11 mark? Neymar, I thought, was going to be that guy, but just seems to catch those little niggles of injuries, doesn't he? When he's about to catch fire, which puts people off. Mm. So, I, I yeah, I, I didn't... Th- I knew it was going to happen. I just think we needed someone to kind of break it open for us. We really did. And he's, he's yeah. broken the seal. And also, to answer Don back there, I don't think it was high risk, but we'll get onto that later. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another, another podcast, I reckon. That was what another you, one, Well, yeah. I mean, mm. we're probably going to mention... We should mention Jude Bellingham. I don't think that was in our notes, but I was just thinking about that because yeah. I just said breaking the seal. Um, yeah. w- was that was that part and parcel because of Sancho, do you reckon, that big rise? Ooh. Yes. Let me let me rephrase that. Does that rise happen without Sancho rising? I think so. Yes. Really? Because, oh, that's interesting. Well, the, the rise happened this morning. Again, another one I missed. I was fast asleep. But it a story broke fairly late last night. Links to Manchester United this summer, and then I think Chelsea were also throwing their hat in the ring. Or I might be wrong about that. A couple of Premier League clubs want to sign him. So the. The stories broke last night and he was placing in the media, wasn't he, this morning? Mm. And I think with someone like Bellingham, who people know his talent and they can read independent articles on him, as soon as he starts into a media, I think that just sets him Mass light. FOMO, isn't it? Without, yeah, without... But Sancho maybe helped him along, but I do think he'd have risen mm. a lot anyway because there was a big gap between him and Shirky. Yeah, so I just think yeah. people may have thought... You know, we don't know, but that's my opinion. Mm. That's interesting. I, I, I think that... There is this very interesting thing that happens on FI where you're 
like 99% of the community is certain that X player is going to be worth more in, say, 12 months, right? Let, you can name any player and we can probably right. say there's, you know, or, you know, not any, but there will be some players where, if I said Panda, pick five players who are definitely going to be more by, say, 20% than they are right now in 12 months. We would probably come up with similar-ish ones, right, that are guaranteed, right? Yep. And probably yep. Sancho is going to be one of them. I think yep. Bellingham maybe falls into a lot of people's categories for that kind of thing. And when yeah. something like that sparks the fire, the FOMO mm. is so intense because everyone kind of thinks that he might be the next thing. And it's kind of situational as well, right? There's a lack of IPOs. There's a lack of new players. So you've got to play what's in front of you and you're not going to pass up those rises, are you? No, no. And it's a place to put cash and FOMO is a real thing and he's winning media. Um, yeah, I don't have any problem with it. Don't have any problem with it. Fair play. No, Fair play. I enjoy no, no, no. I never have any problem with rises or falls. I just kind of <laughs> look into them and try and scratch my head and work out why they are rising and falling. Um, uh. What about quickly talking about cash balances? Made a note here to rewind our minds back to last Friday. Mm. Did you see Musa Barrow? Play? I, I was actually. I think it was in an evening game, wasn't it? I was out Friday all night. Friday night, yeah, I was out. Yeah. I think I'd seen it the next morning. I was like, what on earth has happened that there? That was stunning. That was a stunning. I mean, I again, missed it, didn't profit, but that blew me away. That, that was £1 to £1.50-ish, give or take, with a brace and an assist. Um, but a 21-year-old forward. Very explosive. good um, yeah. youth record, doesn't he? He does. Like, he extraordinarily does. good. I haven't seen enough of him to give a strong, strong opinion on Neither. Him. But, um, yeah, a very good youth record. And an interesting example of cash balances what we spoke about on the last week's episode there seems to be a lot of cash around because that was a lot of money that went into him on a friday night yeah 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 and, and fair play to those who held through the transfer and bought even before and like fair play to everyone who's is really uh yeah taken that rise by the by the bollocks really yeah no i thought i'd just point that out to be honest <laughs> um right so i think you've got a uh you've, you've told me you're going to do a panda poser this, yeah. this week what what's that well through the weeks, as I look at the market, there's often a couple of players that I end up scratching my head over, and I can't quite work out why there's a price gap between them. So I thought, you know what, if I'm coming on on a weekly basis, let's pick the brains of the maestro, <laughs> and let's just ask him to help Pandra out and explain why is there a gap price-wise between those two. So I have picked, let me bring them up. Mm, um, this, is, this is scary. Yes, let me just bring up the accurate prices for the listeners because it's going out live. Federico Chiesa mm-hmm. at £2.27. All right. Buys his trade at Fiorentina. And uh, Riccardo Orsolini at Bologna, mm-hmm. the winger, at £1.81. And that has stumped me for a few days. Why mm. is there such a price gap? Over to you. <laughs> oh, ah, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I think both of them... So so I think the Orsolini back to Juventus thing, the buyback, I think that's on the... Probably on, on a lot of people's minds. The fact that a lot of their wing options, I guess, that aren't performing or are ageing. So if we look at the likes of... Uh, I know Quadrado's played kind of more right back this season, but if you look at um, Douglas Costa, super injury prone. Um, mm. And they're not really played with traditional wingers a lot this season, Juventus. So I guess there's a... 
there's a I and you know Kulisevsky as as well coming in like where is he going to fit in? I feel that Orsolini is more likely to go to Juventus in the summer than Chiesa is, even though I think oh. that was gonna that was definitely gonna happen in the summer, wasn't it, Chiesa? And the other thing that I'd say, and obviously I'm playing devil's advocate here because yeah. I, I have the feeling that you're gonna you're gonna try and counter me is that I think Chiesa's played a hell of a lot more minutes, right? Through his career, through his career, season. through his right. career. So okay. they're the same age, right? They're they're, they're round about the same age. Uh, Chiesa's yeah. played four thousand three hundred minutes. Uh, that's Orsolini rather. Chiesa has played over ten thousand, which is it's a mighty uh, a, a mighty big gap, isn't it? And I seem to remember yeah. at the start. I didn't of the actually. Season, I didn't know that. I didn't know. It's big, that. isn't so it? There you go. Big, I'm isn't it? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a big, yeah. big gap. Uh, and I think Chiesa at the beginning of this season, there were a lot of people that were kind of raving about him. A lot of people that were rave, raving about him. A lot of people that were talking about him. I agree with that. Being yeah. Italy's kind of best player at the moment, etc. Yes. And yes. that it's again, we talked about that kind of fickle nature of the index. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stubborn money in Kesa, probably because there are a lot of people that remember how good a he lot is. of what yeah a lot of what we make all hard money yeah that's hard just money. sat there based on old reputation yeah hard money okay. and that yeah, that yeah, can yeah. be dangerous but that can also be clever so let's let's kind of put those two things in there and i think you know yeah i, I think those are because for me i you make it sound like it's a really big gap for me that's not that it's not that massive and i think the the option or the reasons that i've kind of put in there and i'm obviously trying to attribute logic to the difference i think i've got it just about there just about so what's the so what's that as a percentage uh, two, it's, 40, it's, 40, it's 46p, isn't it? Mm, 46p. Over 181. 181. You've got about 20... 25%. 20, 20, is that not chunky? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's played 6,000 more minutes in his career, though, and they're the same age. 6,000 okay, minutes. Just put me out of my misery. Tell me this season's very quickly. Uh, this, so we don't this, season, the cases, this season's goals they're, they're, and assists They're about the same this, this in terms okay, of minutes. Tell me goals and assists. Goals and season. assists. Orsolini, seven, seven goals, four assists. Right. Chiesa, four goals, three assists. Huh. And a 25% gap on that. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> you've gone some way to uh, solving... The uh, answer me this. Do you think... What do you think the percentage chances Orsolini goes to Juventus? What do you think the percentage chances that Chiesa goes to Juventus? What do you think the percentage chances both goes to Juventus? Honestly, Orsolini, sadly, probably about 85%. Chiesa, probably 30% go to Juventus. But both of them probably stay in Italy anyway, so it's redundant. It's not as if one of them is going to come to England anyway. I mean, who was the last great Italian export? Gianfranco Zola? They don't uh, like to travel, Giorgino. those Italians. Oh, actually, yeah, I like him as well. Yeah, okay, Jorginho. Yeah, but that was because Sarri was here. Yeah. We don't have anyone to bring anyone over now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Who's there? Who is there there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is there there to take them back? Yeah, there's no one to there's welcome no one them. To bring them back. Unless, De- unless Danilo takes a post. Yeah. What other, who else? Um, Allegri yeah. in the summer? I don't think nah, so. Nah, no. that, that'd be a well, long shot. To, that would be a, a hell of a lot of dominoes, wouldn't it? It would, it would. But you, <laughs> I think I'm reaching. Some, I'm reaching. You're reaching. But I, that's an interesting one to monitor, mm. as far as I'm concerned, those mm. two. But the, the Orsolini buyback, I've just literally read it. Um, it's a bit dodgy. It's not officially written into the contract. It's a verbal. Well, there are a lot of those going on in Italy, don't they? Yeah. And I think if Bologna don't do it, they destroy the relationship with Juventus. So to be fair, he probably will head back to Juve. Mm. And that's probably where the price is static for. Let's... I kind of answered myself there. <laughs> Should have researched more. Panda poser to himself. Yeah, right. Should, okay, should, moving do, on. Do we call that 1-0? Whoa. 
Or no, remains to be seen. Or do we have to? We, do we have to? Right. These panda poses, we give each. We give them each a month. Okay. Maybe that's too long. Give it. Well, actually, let's give it four weeks. Four, four episodes. And if the gap remains at twenty five percent, then that ultimately gives you a point Ooh, because right. you've explained it. If it closes, then a point for panda. All right. All right. I'll because take that. the gap was wrong. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that on. Fine. What's our right. uh, What's our debate going to be for this week? That was kind of a debate, though. Yeah, that it was kind of, of a was. debate. Kind... I don't know. Do you want... Um, what's happened today? What did I see in the news today? What about the point by... And maybe you haven't had a chance to read it. Did you see the Stanford debate with SOTD and a couple of others? Let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at that. Fight. Um, it's fairly interesting. Let's see. I know Stanford's been of a, a bit of a crusade recently, hasn't he? Just a bit. Tweet was Sanchez now 35% higher than a 21-year-old who has won a World Cup, two leagues, scored more goals and perhaps moving for a World Cup record transfer fee this summer. The reason for this gap is Football Index is not doing enough to actually reflect the game on and off the pitch. So that that's what, what do you want to get into on that one? I don't mind what side you pick. I can kind of flip to either side of it. But to, to me, I'd like to discussed i'd like to say that i believe the gap is correct to be there mm. do you disagree would you say from an outside perspective um it doesn't look right so i would say if you if you were if if me and you had never been on fi before and we were like there's this there's this thing where we have to put a price against every player uh and, and we can kind of base level know what the what dividends are there's payouts and we know that all of them they're kind of contracts that trend to zero essentially would you price Mbappe higher higher as higher than Sancho no not at this time no I wouldn't no mm. why so well because I don't believe Sancho's closer to the blockbuster move mm. he's got two years left in his contract I believe Dortmund are a selling club so I believe Sancho's going to get a blockbuster move uh, in the short term mm. I think he's actually had a better season than Mbappe in yeah. terms of goal he production has. goals he and has. assists um, with Mbappe, obviously I love him. I think he's going to you know, dominate the next decade too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm looking at it from PSG's owner's point of view. I mean, they're no pushovers. How are they going to sell to the fans Mbappe leaving? Like, you know, do they re-sign Neymar, the Brazilian sort of 28-year-old who doesn't want to be there and hold him and let the crown jewel of French football walk out? Like, to me, they may as well wave the white flag on the operation. It doesn't send the right message to the fans. I just can't see... a. Um, I can't see a way out this summer for Mbappe to leave. I think that's going to sign. I think he's going to sign that new contract. So for me, I think Sancho's got the blockbuster move. He's going to be in the headlines. He's had a better season. I think the price gap is is a little bit fair at the moment. Mm. I do see the point a little bit around you know globally. If you ask someone in the middle of Germany or not Germany, that's a bad example, but uh, another country, Portugal, who's a better player, they might pick Mbappe. But I don't think it takes much brain power to realize sancho's high and the reasons for it no so i'm comfortable with the gap mm, mm. yeah yeah i think i thought my next question or bit of the debate was going to be like who has the bigger media appeal um as in globally globally who's the global media powerhouse um I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate to you, aren't I? Heavily, yeah. heavily, because we've yeah. just we've just lauded Sancho. I've just given you all the numbers of why he's so good and why he's one of the best 19-year-olds we've ever seen. But looking at Jay, I think I think Mbappe's just normalised being a really good young footballer, and I think people really 
underestimate how great his you know he's nike he's the gold he speaks really good english oh you know french sure. superstar uh With the, part of the absolutely. best national team like it's just there's all those things so i think I really don't like the way Stanford's going around some of these tweets. And a lot of them are so wrong. I'm sorry, mate. Like the, the whole FPL comparison was absolute lunacy to me. But there might be a morsel in my body that kind of can sense some mm. sort of logic or, or some sort of something to this tweet rather than, oh, well, you know, this player's this much on FPL-wise. They're such a big gap, which I thought was loony, part of Looney Town, I think. That one, that one goes straight in the bin. That goes this straight one, in the bin. This one, I'll agree with you. This, there this is, one, there's a little... There's, a, there's, there's an eyebrow raised from Panda. Yeah, there's a there's a little... Oh, I'll take a look at that. And then you, you probably throw your phone on the bed, but then you, it probably pops up in your brain a couple hours later. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, that's a trick. I'll probably give us a half point each there because <laughs> you're, you're right in some ways that if you are... If you're a casual fan that doesn't know the rules of football index, in a way I'd say more for you. But if you don't know the rules of it, then you may expect Mbappe to be on an equal price. But it's a game, and there are rules in place, and there is a premium on an imminent transfer. Mm. And I just don't see one with Mbappe. I see one with Sancho. Mm. So to me, there you go. You've got that gap. I know the position change is a bit silly as well. Um, but Sancho has that position change upcoming to a forward. Oh, did you and... did you actually see that tweet from? Um... Oh, I mean, we can not debate this, but we can... oh no, I don't want to get not not that silly one. You don't want to no, don't want to get not, to that. Not, one. Not, <laughs> not the one about he's not going to be a forward. We should. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that that's book smart versus street smart for me. Do you reckon you know, street smart says he is a wing forward? Then again, I don't mind if they want to have all wing forwards. As that's the thing isn't it midfielders i just want consistency and structure to my bit because i looked at that and i was like ah, you know he doesn't raise an awful point but um no but you know to look me, at all the players to... that are like him and why they aren't yeah you know why are they forwards and why why isn't he um so you know yeah, he's a wing forward. he's a wing forward to me i think in the and... context of fi i didn't really see much sense in that tweet but in the you know no, no context it, it yeah it was all... yeah yeah a good one. A good week. Is that is that where we're uh, wrapping things up? Probably. Any plans for Valentine's Day before I let you go? I'm actually going to Berlin tomorrow. Uh, what with a, with a woman? With a mystery woman? No, mystery no. no I mean, I'll keep my uh, I'll keep my keep your cards close to your chest. So I'm I'm off there. I'm off there tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow romantic tomorrow getaway. Early morning, and I'm uh, that as. I'm back. I'm back on the back on Monday. You've got a a good episode to look forward to with Don and the Sacred this Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, you won't be hearing much from me this weekend. Tell you well, you enjoy me. yourself. I don't go out for Valentine's because <laughs> I refuse to sit in a restaurant with 50 other couples who are battling not to look at their smartphones and pretend they get on. So, <laughs> I, will, <laughs> so I will cook dinner at home and take the missus out at another point. Oh, that's lovely. Falls down my throat by media. I spread love throughout the year. You know, I'm not someone that gets forced into it by, uh, you know, the uh, PR of the, the, an, an event. So, yeah, just in for me. It's it's definitely a moneymaker, isn't it, for a lot of, card, of course it card is. providers. Yeah, and they're packed and they squeeze the tables in and you, oh, it's too false down my throat. It's just a made up. Some... It's just a made up day, isn't it? What's the even Show story your part- behind, is yeah. it? Show your partner's love all Valentine's year round. Surprise them. Don't just wait for the full Originating as a Western Christian feast day honoring one of the two early saints named Valentinus. Um uh, what did he do? Saint Valentine. Oh. He was uh, a Roman saint in the third century. I just no. 
No idea. The whole thing makes me feel a bit queasy. Yeah, like I walked past Clinton Cars today and I saw poor, desperate men, 50 of them, sort of huddled around, running around like headless chickens trying to pick up a car uh. you know, the night before. But, you know, I guess it has to be done in some... But I won't fall into that trap. I'm what, what, did he, what, what did he do? What did he do, this St. Valentine? Uh, he's, he was a patron saint of epilepsy. Really? That's really random. I don't know what he did. What did he I'm do that sure. made everyone... I'm not, sure the lis- I'm not sure the listeners care. I don't think so. I think people must have <laughs> just stopped listening as soon as we talked about how much pressed... money card companies make on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think that wraps yeah. it up. That's uh, you know, yeah. 44 Happy minutes. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to and everyone to all listening. The listeners and to there. you, Panda. And to mm. you, most importantly. Because I think yeah, uh, okay. you've had a good... You've had a good, good day. Good week. Yep. Good week. Safe flight for you, by the oh, way. Oh, thank I you. I think Storm Dennis, they've labelled oh, We had dear. Storm Sierra I'm actually week. a bad Storm flyer. Dennis. Ooh. Go steady. Have a drink before the plane. Get a good <laughs> night's sleep. Have a banana. Get your sugar levels right. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. Banana before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just try and relax. Enjoy yourself. All right. All right. And yeah, let's see what next week brings. Yes, mate. Another great week for FI ahead, I hope. See you later, listeners.